so dad i haven't really seen you like recently and i hear weird voices in the middle of the night like right before i'm about to go to sleep at like 12 a.m or something like that uh what what's up with that well, I think maybe we should take you to a psychiatrist because obviously if you're hearing weird voices, uh, that's something else. Now, I personally am working on Mars time, which means we work weird hours all the time. Is those the voices you're hearing? I don't know. Maybe. All right. Let's talk about Mars. Okay. So... I guess just something I wanted to ask you, like, why Mars? Like, why why physics, I guess? Well, I mean, it's it, it's an interesting question because my entire life I have been interested in finding out why things work. I mean, the two of us sit around together, and the Internet has kind of destroyed this whole thing of trying to figure out why things work because everything is on, on film. How many times do we get together and talk about, I wonder how many trucks there are in the world? And then we sit down there and we have a breakdown of how many trucks there are in the world. Or, you know, we sit down there and we say, I wonder how many how many people living in Los Angeles have a puppy. And we'll sit there and we'll do the math and we'll try to figure all these things Mm -hmm. out and we'll try to figure stuff out like that. I love figuring things out. I've always enjoyed figuring things out. Um, And while the Internet has put all of the information at your feet, at your fingertips, um, it's uh, um, a... it's uh, uh, something that I really enjoy doing. Now, one thing that really bothers me is the Internet Movie Database. You can find out who's in everything all the time, and it's really just not as much fun as it used to be sitting around trying to decide oh, what that like person was in. Were, what they were in. Right. Like Actually, that guy. I, I feel like I still do that like a lot. Like I I will see someone on the screen, and I'm like, oh my gosh, where do I know them from? Where do I know them from? And right. I just sit there and try and figure it out. Yeah. So and I don't even kind of, like, look it up online. But that's kind of why I do Mars and physics, is because I try to figure things out. I want to know what's going on. I want to know why things are the way they are. And that's, uh-huh. I enjoy that. I enjoy that tremendously. Mm-hmm. If you can hear the dogs in the background, those are our neighbor's dogs. And they also keep me up at night, just like the voices. Mm. Yeah. The voices. Now, are the voices, uh, are they fun voices or are they serious voices that you hear? Um, I don't know. They're just loud and because <laughs> I'm trying to sleep and I don't want to go to sleep, but there's people talking in my living room. So that's part of the problem of living on Mars time is that we're here all the time. They used to do this at, at JPL and that was a mm-hmm. lot of fun because you'd yeah. be around with a lot of people that were all having discussions at 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. It's really bizarre, I'll tell you this, to set up a meeting at 2.30 and then have to ask the question, is that a.m. or p.m.? <laughs> because you have to do that now. And the reason you do that is it's, it's efficient to work on Mars. I'm the principal investigator of Sherlock. It's efficient to work on Mars as it's a Martian day. And a mm-hmm. Martian day is 24 hours and 40 minutes. And so our start time gets pushed back 40 minutes every single day. And so in order to be really efficient early in the mission... You just basically put go through this whole Mars time thing. Now Mars time ends the end of this month and we'll all be happy about it. So no more staying awake until Yay. four o'clock in the morning and taking weird naps. Oh my gosh. Like, like when I'm trying to like get you to make dinner or something. Right. And, and I'm sleeping, sleeping on the sleeping sofa. on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that like leads me to ask, like, um, how does it feel to I guess, you know, have been working on something your whole life and now it's up in space and it's it's taking off i guess you know it's 
Well, I mean, let me t- let me let me go back and uh, let me tell you one other story about Mars time. So, during Curiosity, mm-hmm. uh, the last Mars mission, I don't know if you remember this, but um, we had bought just bought a new car after we landed because you're never quite sure whether the mission's going to land or not. And so there were a lot of people on Curiosity who had kids nine months after Curiosity landed. because oh, okay, because it landed. They, they, it landed, yeah. yay, we're going to have jobs, yay, oh, okay. everything's great. <laughs> um, but we went out and bought a car. And the funny part about that whole Mars thing was is that uh, we bought a car and a month later, we were still working Mars time, it got run into. Um, and it had to go into the shop. The car was less than a month old. And uh, the la- I don't know if you remember this, but the lady at the rental car uh, got let me rent a uh, Mustang. I remember a convertible that. That, Mustang. Was, that was sick. That, that was awesome. It was awesome, like, except there was one problem with what? it. That car was way too fast. Oh, yeah. That's right. You kept, <laughs> getting, you kept getting tickets. Because I, I would come home at like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. There's nobody on the freeway. And I would, I would push the accelerator on the gas pedal and the car would be like, that's, that's it? I have 400 horses and you're only using 20 of them. <laughs> What are you, wussy boy? Oh, and I would just start yeah. pushing the accelerator a little bit more, a little bit more. And I looked down and I'd be doing 120 on the 210. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of worried that you're hearing the car talk to you while you're driving at 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, well, I, I was a little worried too. But the, the funny thing is, is then the car would be like, yay, we're running, we're running. And then I don't know if you remember this even more, is that I took you, your brother, and Griffin, our next door neighbor, mm-hmm. out one time. And we had the, we had the top down. And y'all were in the back seat yelling, go faster, go faster. <laughs> and your hair was all going ah, all over the place. So, I have to say, showing up to like school when you dropped me off in that car, that was awesome. <laughs> that was like yeah. sick. That was, that was but there's a reason why I don't own cars like that. I own very <laughs> slow cars is because I, I got, what, four tickets in a month? in that car yeah, like probably. three or four tickets yeah, yeah. And, and a great letter from the state of california saying i'm one of the worst drivers there is so <laughs> you so, pretty you are you are a terrible driver well, okay. well that's for another podcast yeah i'm not a terrible driver oh when i get my license there, there you go. go we can talk about how horrible yeah. you're going to be i'm gonna be terrible but anyway getting back to your, the other question which is how does it feel like working something your entire life and getting through to it you know it's uh it's fascinating because you you not very many people get to do it. And it's such a team effort. There's so many people on the team that do it that you, uh, it's not me doing it, it's us doing it. And that makes it even feel even better because you know you've been working with these people for 10, 15, 20 years and you all get to where you wanna go. And then you kind of actually sometimes feel bad for the people that also worked on instruments that didn't get a chance to go. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of mixed feelings there. Um, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to, to be doing it, and we're going to do great science, but that's for another more serious podcast, like the one I was on from, in, from Johnson about six months ago. If you want to listen to that, that's on uh, um, uh, Houston. We have a podcast. There's a podcast for me. You can go look it up. We're doing pot. We're doing cross cross calibrations and podcasts. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm sure once this podcast blows up, which I'm I'm sure it will, um, we'll be on many different podcasts. There you go. Well, I'll be uh, we'll be trading back and forth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it is. There's also a, a cautionary tale, which is I'm only mid fifties, and I've done what I've always wanted to do. So now, what do I do? Uh, you you can go out and you can have your midlife crisis, you know. Yeah. Well, what, what <laughs> buy my, another Mustang. <laughs> go buy, buy a Mustang, what, lose your license in a week, and then just yeah. Uber around everywhere. Because by the time I'm done losing my license, uh, 
Yeah, I guess the uh, I guess Uber will be back in print. I could just Uber everywhere. Uh huh. Um, so like you've been working on this pretty much since I was like what like ten. We started no, working on no four. Yeah, when I was we I started working on this. I remember this particular concept in two thousand nine. When you got it, we were in Colorado. Breckenridge. Yeah, we were just standing in line for. I don't. I think we were outside of like some. We were about store. to rent bikes. That's right. To, yeah. To go on a bike ride. And then you just started jumping up and down. I could hear your keys. And I was like, what, what's going on? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But. but well, yeah, 60, you had to... 60 people apply. 60 instrument teams wrote proposals mm-hmm. to be on it. And, and they like chose seven. Six or seven. They yeah. chose seven. And that's, that's you know, that's impressive. And, and it's a life-changing experience. Congratulations. You got into college. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> you got into a hard college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not going uh, yeah, you're not going to a, you know, Hokesson Community College and Technology Institute for donut making. Mm-hmm. Uh, for donut making? Oh, my gosh. That's that's the college I wanted to go to when I was a kid. Wow, you really set your your uh, expectations up high. You got to set your you got to set your sights high, sights you know. High. If you're, if you're going to make donuts, you might as well make the best donuts there are. Exactly. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, okay, so... I know recently you've been doing, like, I think you mentioned, but you were on the podcast and you've been doing a lot of interviews and you kind of like barge in my room saying, I'm doing an interview. Be quiet. Don't say anything. Bye. Don't, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Um, so like, what do you, what do you think about doing all these interviews and whatnot? You know, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I'm glad you thought of it. Um, it's neat to get the press out there. So the day-to-day working experience, you've been around me now for a year and seen what I do. I sit at a computer and I write emails yeah. or I sit at a computer and I write like, uh, papers and things like that. It's a real thrill. And there's a lot of discussions, right? A lot of talking back and forth. And there's not a lot of, it doesn't sound that exciting. It's writing the TPS reports from Office Space, which is a movie mm-hmm. we're going to watch later. But getting... Talking to people out in the in the world is where the excitement comes in. So mm-hmm. when I yeah. I gave a talk to uh, Georgia, or my niece's Georgia's uh, third grade class, that was really cool. As you could hear the excitement of the kids on the other end mm-hmm. and the great questions they came up with, and it it really does allow you to be excited um, and bring the excitement to people. Plus, uh, you know, you're speaking for a whole team, so there's a lot of pressure involved too. Plus. You don't want to say anything stupid. When I was in Birmingham, um, there was a, a famous meteorite called Allen Hills 84001. And it fell in Antarctica. And they picked it up and they wrote a paper on how they thought there was life in that meteorite. And that meteorite tended to come from Mars. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first time I ever talked to the press. And I, I did have... You sh- a, did you shot that theory? I, well, no, it's better than that. So I talked to this lady for an hour. Uh-huh. About an hour. Yeah. I explained to her why we knew it was from Mars. I talked about isotopic ratios of gases. I talked about isotopic ratios of minerals in that rock. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told stuff. her all this science stuff, right? Yeah. I explained it on levels, and she understood it. She wasn't a scientist, but she started understanding it. And at the end of that conversation, she uh-huh. said, how do you feel about the rock? And I said, well, it does make Independence Day seem a lot more real. <laughs> and what's the, what is the one line they put in that paper? The Independence Day quote. Oh, they didn't they did. put anything else in there uh, except the Independence Day quote. And everybody gave me crap about it around the de- department for like the better part of two years. 
Like, that's it. You were just, you were making fun of Independence Day and the aliens are going to come get us. Ah! <laughs> and so, uh, so you, there's a lot of pressure not to say anything mm-hmm. uh, that you don't really mean or that will be taken out of context, mm-hmm. um, which is always fascinating. Well, going back to, uh, I think what you said earlier about what you do all day, like writing emails and stuff, um, I think it's just so funny when, you know, I'm like online doing something and then all of a sudden I hear, fuck, 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 <laughs> or like that shit, that little piece of, or that garbage, like, ugh, this... I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, it's just like every, like, every, like once a month or something, you're just like cursing. A profanity laced <laughs> like, tirade? like 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, there's occasionally times when somebody does something really stupid, either uh, in multiple things that I have to get it out. So there are a couple people I call and I go into profanity lace tirades. And the mm-hmm. funny thing is, is that I, you've heard them. They're funny. They're um, uh, they're just F this, F that, MF or DBs, blah, 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 <laughs> GD. And but it helps me. It helps me get back to sanity quicker um, because uh, uh, in the in when we were at work, I would basically go into my office and they would know when I was in a bad mood. I'd walk through the office and I would just grunt. Hey, how's it going? And I would go in my office and I'd sit there and I would stare at the wall and uh, I would think about the profanity lace tirade I wanted to do. And I'd have to wait till that night to do the profanity lace tirade, which then would be, be longer profanity lace <laughs> tirade. In the middle of the day, it comes out in ten minute intervals when I'm mm-hmm. when I actually can call somebody up yeah. and just complain. Yeah, but like speaking of like your profanity or whatever. Profanity lace tirades. Uh, yeah, profanity lace tirades. I, I coined that term. I love that term. Uh huh. Okay. Whatever. But like, so what are you like doing now? Like. Um, Career-wise, I guess. So like right now, now we're we're operating a rover. We're doing the science. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent ten years, at least ten years developing. I spent ten years developing this particular technique. I've developed other techniques that didn't lead anywhere, because this is all new stuff. No one's ever done this before. Yeah. And so we're going to go to Mars. We're going to look for ancient signs of life. We're going to capture that ancient signs of life, and we're going to bring them back to the Earth, and we're going to try to determine whether or not Mars had life associated with it, which really is a humanity-changing event. If we find out Mars had life associated with it, it really does change how we see ourselves in the, in the, in a, in the universe and in in humanity yeah. itself. Yeah, we, I think we were talking about this the other day. Like, I don't know, just the possibility of somewhere else having life is really big because... Well, the, the, we don't know. So if you look at those... I mean, like if there was. If, if there yeah. was, it does change how we, we look at ourselves. And the question is, is that Mars had everything you need to have life. It had carbon, it had water, it had an energy uh-huh. source. It had at the same time life started on the Earth. Atmosphere. Atmosphere, right temperature. If Mars, if Mars had all the same stuff that we think you need and, it, and life never started there, why didn't it? Is it really that difficult? Is there something special that happened on the earth that didn't yeah. happen there? And that's a really life-changing, it's a humanity-changing event because you get to the point where it tells you how difficult life is in the in the universe. There's a hundred billion stars, there's a hundred billion galaxies, there's a hundred billion planets, there's, there's mm-hmm. trillions, quadrillions of planets. But if you know that life is easy, 
then there's a quadrillion different so, different civilizations in the universe. Yeah. If life's hard, there might be three in the entire galaxy or in the entire universe. There might be three or four like technologically advanced life forms. That to me is unbelievably small. Um, and maybe that's the number. Maybe it's a quadrillion, maybe it's three. But we're now, because of what we're doing on Mars, we'll be able to narrow that range down quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like just listening to you talk right now, like it, it's very familiar to like all the other styles, like of like all the other times I've heard you talking about this kind of stuff. And like in interviews and stuff, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of almost the same thing. I mean, do you, do you like kind of give the same answer? Do you have like a developed answer is what I'm saying? Actually, that's a great question. I, I do have a few developed answers um, that we, we spew out. A lot of it is, depends on the interviewer. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm talking to an interview that makes me feel comfortable, I'll go into more or less detail or be funny. Um, if it's more of a, there was one podcast I did that was very matter of fact, that was very just science, 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 science. Yeah. There was a the physics world podcast was more of a give and take because the the, the guy on the the guy who was interviewing me had a daughter and we started talking about how his daughter loves science and things like that. Uh -huh. It was much more of a, a fun fun conversation. And then I got off. It's not getting off script, but you kind of start making fun of things. You make the Independence Day joke a lot more. Oh yeah. Um, you you make it you make a comment about. Um, about you know what it was like to to, to live through landing, because mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of things. The seven minutes of terror is a prime example of that. You know we, we talk about the seven minutes of terror all the time because that's the when the rover goes from interstellar space down to the surface of the planet or interplanetary space down to the surface of the planet. It goes through the seven minutes. It's already done it before you know whether or not it's crashed. It's crashed like twenty minutes beforehand. Blah blah blah. But we lived through seven years of terror because there was a, like you, nobody had ever done this before. All this technology needed to be developed. This needed to go through. This needed to go through. And so I can give the stock answer, which is I, I you know, the seven minutes of terror is, yeah, it's, it's stress relating. But then there's the seven years of terror, waking up and having to go through nine hours of review. That's terrifying. Uh, of it sounds to, boring. It sound, it's boring, but on hour four, minute 37, Somebody will say something that's vitally important. It'll change the way your instrument works on Mars for the next 20 years. And if you're not paying attention to it and you're bored and you're playing a video game like Brick Breaker or Bubbles, <laughs> Bubble Things, Bubble you could miss it. And if you miss it, then that thing gets put in there. And that's what's terrifying is it's boredom punctuated by terrifying. Okay, yeah. And that, that's... and that, and so when so when I, a good interviewer will get me to start talking about that rather than something else. Okay, I see. I see. Um, so could you imagine being bored out of your skull but and having, having to sit through listen. eight hours yeah. because there's one sentence that's going to come up that's going to change your life forever and you've got to pay attention over eight hours. That sounds like uh, one of my classes at school. There's this one teacher and he doesn't say anything important. He just repeats like how to like type something on Google Classroom or whatever, like how to do something basic, I don't know. And then he says something important. You're like, wait, what? Can, can you go back? <laughs> can you go back to the important thing? Yeah. Can like we rewind and you repeat that instead of all the useless the information? Whole, the Holy Grail is, is buried out back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
I was I was the inspiration for Indiana Jones. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Right. So what do you think of this whole thing? So what do I you know, think? I mean, it's not like I'm famous. It's not like I've done something. But you know, we we talk, I just talked about you know changing humanity's the way humanity uh, sees itself in the universe. What do you think when I say something like that? What's a 15 year old girl think about that? Think about what you're doing, like on Mars. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I guess since I've been hearing it for like ever, it, I would say, um, do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 Okay, okay, you can stop now, please. Okay. No, I don't want to. I'm almost done. Um, boop, 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 boom, boom. I, okay, you know what? <laughs> Can you not be like a Can jack- you not be you? Can you not be a jackhole for like two minutes or something? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I would say like, I think, so the other day our neighbors were talking with you. And this one I'm going to use to like compare it, I guess. And you know, they, they had this like almost, um, they kept asking you questions. And you guys were just talking forever. And it's because they never hear about that stuff. But, you know, I hear about it a lot. And so, I don't know. I feel like some of the time it's interesting and other the time, other times it's like, oh, yeah, well, you've been doing this for a while and I hear about it a lot. So it's like kind of like, eh. But um, I, I would think overall the whole, like, idea of you doing, like, going to Mars and, like, having this instrument, I think it's pretty cool. Like, oh my I, God! You said I'm pretty cool. I didn't say. Oh, I, I said. I said cool. your job was pretty cool. I never okay, said you were right. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, like kids at school. I don't want to say they're like filthy rich, but some of them are. And so sometimes it's like, oh yeah, well you may be rich, but my dad has an instrument on Mars. Biatch. <laughs> um, I mean, have you ever yeah. said that to anybody? My dad has an instrument on Mars. Biatch? Why would I ever say that? Well, no, no, no. But don't without the biatch thing. But have you ever? Do you ever think that? Um, yeah, I think it sometimes. Yeah, I think it's I. I think you know what I think. Um, I do that, and then I also do. My mom works with George Lucas. Biatch. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily because they're rich or because they're bragging about their parents or their family or whatever. Yeah, but, like they didn't do anything to get to that point. Yeah, no. <laughs> you just, you just, they just picked their parents really good. Yeah. So, like, you you do Mars stuff. So, like, how do you feel when I, like, like Astro Camp? Like, I go to Astro Camp and I love learning about stuff. Or, or like, the other day when, uh, like I said, our neighbors were, like, asking you questions and I responded with some of the answers like how does that make you feel or whatever how do you feel about that um so it's really interesting i i I think you would be an outstanding scientist and Uh i think there are multiple different science fields you could go into and you would be outstanding i am over the top happy with your computer programming um uh you're taking ap computer programming as a sophomore and that's just cool I think you could do anything you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like doing that for physics or astronomy is what I'm mainly like my favorite science area. I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me. Tell me more about how you like astronomy. 
because <laughs> that was my first love. Let's talk about let's talk about stars and how they exist and oh, why oh. why we know the star is made of hydrogen. Oh, because I mean gravity pushing pressure. <laughs> Oh, I, I know there's no Thanks for confluting just... like five different things I've taught you over the years. <laughs> I can't remember right now. Just, uh, you know. Oh, it's made out of hydrogen because the energy, it hasn't run out yet. It's not. How do you know it's made out of, how do you know that star is made out of hydrogen? That little white dot in the sky. How do you know it's made out of hydrogen? Or red dot in the sky or green um, dot in the sky. Isn't it because if it were made out of like. Not if it were made out of coal, it would have burned out by now. If it were made out of, let's just move on. I'm just getting, I'm getting more and more oh, disappointed. Oh wait, no, no, it's you. because the pressure. No. Is how do you pointing. know? It's, how do you know a star is made out of, out of? How do you know the sun's made out of hydrogen? I feel like this is a really simple answer, and I'm just ignoring the obvious for the more complicated. Because answer. of the spectrum of the sun, it's got a hydrogen spectrum. Oh, we learned about that in chemistry. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Do you want to quiz me? I can show you my superior astronomy knowledge. Uh, it's not going to be that good. All right. Oh, here you go. Here's a question what? for you. All right. Betelgeuse is uh, star, one of the brightest stars in the sky, and it's one of the shoulders of the Orion uh, constellation, which you've seen. Uh-huh. It recently got dimmer, and nobody really knows why. What are your, what are your suggestions on why it possibly got dimmer okay. out of the blue? That's like a PhD question. Get out of here. But this, that's stupid. It's not stupid. Um, it's far from stupid. It's the opposite of stupid. You need to come up with better better ways of putting down my questions rather than just calling them stupid because it was the opposite of stupid. Don't call my questions stupid. There you go. Um, no, um, you called my question stupid. Maybe. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, you did. You called my question stupid. Don't tell I, me not to no, call your no, question I'm not, stupid. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's just a general <laughs> statement that I said, like, hashtag don't call my question stupid. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe this star is feeling a little sad and lonely, so yeah. it's uh, it's not burning as bright. Well, it probably failed a test or something. Uh huh. And its yeah. and its future was not bright. Or maybe it's so. like I don't know. This is gonna be this is probably totally wrong answer because I'm making this up. But maybe maybe something disrupted its gravitational pull and it's floating now and the the planets um maybe there's something around it that's sucking up more energy i'm just making stuff up that's probably not how maybe the works. aliens are putting oh, a big giant sphere it. around it or maybe it. it was like solar flaring it's getting all the energy there away it's it's had a rough life it's yeah. trying to relax yeah it needs to to scale back it, it got really life. mad and it got built up and then it let it all out and now it's and now a little it's, dimmer yeah. and so it's let it's let calm. itself out for like a couple thousand years and now it's a little it's, hippie there you yeah. go. Hippy dippy. Hippy dippy star. Okay. <laughs> Beetlejuice, the hippy dippy star. Yeah. I did want to ask your professional opinion on this topic. Um, since you're like an astrology Mars nut, <laughs> you. Astrology? Did you just? Yeah, say I meant astronomy. Whatever. Astrology is an astrology rock. It's time to go live in the in the in the I garage mean, with the rats. Te- no, technically Mars is a big rock. Astrology so. is astrology is like. You're feeling bad today because Venus is in the house of Mercury. That's astrology? That's astrology. Astronomy. What's, what's the rock study? Geology. No, there's another one. Astrobiology. No, it starts with a, like an A. Astrobiology. No, there's another A Astronomy. Study. What's the... Okay, there's Anthropophology. Astronomy. Anthropophology. What the, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anthropophology. <laughs> anthropophology. <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Anthropology is the study of people, the study of civilizations. Whatever. It's not, no, astrology. Astrology, really? Well, uh, your you sign know is, what I meant. Your sign is Capricorn, right? What do you, what's your sign? As we all know, the moon and Venus are in the cycle what's your, today. What's your sign? I don't even know what your sign is. Cancer. Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's what people say. They don't know what, and they don't know the traits of any of the sign. They just say, you just give them your sign. They're like, oh, that makes sense. Right. As if it's like an insult. <laughs> well, it should be an insult. But uh, so I'm not an astrologer. I'm an astrobiologist or a planetary scientist. I know what, I, okay. Go ahead. You Sorry, know what you I know. meant. You know what I meant. Stop. Well, you, yeah, but don't mess up. Don't mess uh, up. Okay, um, what was my question? Okay, so as an astronomy nut and like physics and all that and like Mars specifically, how accurate is the movie The Martian? That's a tremendously interesting question. Um, I know it's all theoreticals. So. There are a few things that are wrong with it. So in order to create the internal problem with the, you know the problem that they're going to solve during the entire movie they had this windstorm come through which was going to tip over everything mm-hmm. in reality none of that could happen because mars has such a low pressure in their atmosphere uh-huh. um, that there's no way mars could blow enough atmosphere to tip over anything it just would not work in uh-huh. fact insight the mission that landed before us as a has a seismometer which measures mars quakes they did a two-year study on how much wind would actually put pressure on things. It's not going to push anything over. But beyond that, everything was pretty good from when he wrote it. Um, mm-hmm. How the guy grow, grew things, needing the organics and nitrate and things like that. Now, the Mars soil is probably much more... We found out since the Martian came out, the Mars soil is much more uh, toxic. But, you know, a lot of that stuff is really good. It was really well put together. Um, yeah. Normally, you've seen science fiction movies with me. There's two different types of science fiction movies. There's a science fiction movie that doesn't take anything seriously. And there's a science fiction movie that wants to take things seriously. And I'm okay with a science fiction movie not taking anything seriously. But when we're sitting in a science fiction movie or a documentary or anything else like that, when they start doing bad science, we just start ripping it apart. (laughs) And you've been there. We've just torn things apart. Mm -hmm. Um, And The Martian, we couldn't really do that because it was pretty well done. Um, uh, so, they did a good job with it, and the book was good too. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I read the book. It said me never. Um, I always read the book. How is How is The Shining, by the way? I'm getting to it. Get <laughs> off my back. I know it's only been four years since my my That's, brother brought the book for me for Christmas. No, it's been like two years. Okay, there you go. Sorry, I'm. Well, I'm no, sorry. a year. Did and I half. exaggerate? Did a year I and a half. Two years. Year and a half. Two years. It was a Christmas ago. Not this Christmas, not this last Christmas, but not Christmas. Okay. Before. Sure. Stop. Stop. All right. And I maybe he got it for my birthday. You know what? Never mind. Just stop. Oh, talking. so it's even worse than it has been two years. No, then it's oh. You're just digging yourself. You you had it going, you decided I'm going to try to defend myself a little bit more, and this is what happens. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. I can't. Stop. Please. Stop being a dad. Stop. Stop. You, no one else is like you. No one else has... No one else dad makes it 
no one nobody else's dad makes it this hard for their daughters to wake up every morning and at the butt at, crack at noon gosh that's <laughs> that's what i mean every time i walk out you're like oh, you're awake just on saturdays and sundays before 10 or like i go to bed at 11 and you're like oh, you went to bed early i know oh my gosh well look when i was in when i was a sophomore in high school um, you also went to... No, no, no. When I was a sophomore in high school, by the end of the summer, I was waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning because I had gone 24 hours. Uh, I was staying awake a little later every night. You were practicing Mars time. There you go. I yeah. really was. Um, see, I knew what I was going to do. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're so smart. Um, Anything else you'd like to ask? Anything else you so. want to know? I don't think so. I wonder if the other kids, other parents' kids are like this. And hey, like the fact that I can keep up with you through most of this podcast and make it simple is like, mm, just I, It is actually impressive. You're, you're very good at it. I know. So, um, uh, I'm sure it's been a pleasure. the people listening will just skip over those 15 seconds of you talking about actual science stuff. Hey, maybe they'll only listen to the time I'm talking about science. Uh, I highly doubt that. I mean, we all know the real reason these people are listening to podcasts is to listen to me. Well, of course. I would. That's Why the would, reason I'm going to yeah. listen to the podcast is listen to you. Why would Contradict else? yourself yeah. on whether or not it's been two years or three years. Okay. And... okay. Never, just, just, uh, can we end now? I can't. I can't wait for the driving podcast. That's oh going to be gosh. my favorite. <laughs> uh, well, at least I can correct you like on... The things that have you know who we should have out for your who? podcast is Aunt Kathleen. Oh my god, she's a terrible driver. Oh, I can't say that because she's gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she does she know that she's a terrible driver? I don't know. Maybe you should ask her. <laughs> Maybe you should leave this in and let's find no, out. No, okay. You're a bad driver, but she's like oh, crazy. Like, uh, I she lives on a hill or a mountain, I don't know, something like that. And it's a bunch Japan. of windy curves, yeah. and oh my god, she took me up there once, and I was freaking out the entire time. I was like, "Okay, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine." She god, does my dad's so much better than I thought. My dad's so much better than I thought. My dad's so much better than I thought. Oh yeah, I think that's it. Good. Yeah. Probably have to edit that whole last part out, but whatever. No, leave it in. No, leave, why? Leave in the fact that you think your aunt's a, a terrible driver. No, I have tried so hard during this podcast to edit out, the like, to not say anything bad about anyone who might listen to this, and you I know can, for sure that she's going to You can to leave this. this in. Your aunt is a terrible driver, period. And then you can they can figure out which who I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> well, they're gonna, Karen's obviously going to know it's not her. <laughs> no, are you going to leave that in? Because then you just <laughs> called Kathleen a terrible driver. No, I'll take that part out and just leave in... The other part, but whatever. So if you hear this podcast and it's very breaky-uppy here near the end, <laughs> every time it breaks up is when Abby is talking bad about somebody's <laughs> driving ability. Oh, okay, I'm going to end it now before I like, incriminate myself or something. Great. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Oh, man. So, uh, TTFN? Uh Hey, that's mine. I know, that is. That's what why I said it, because I was trying to get you out of your hands. Toodles. Wait, no, 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 that's mine. Yeah, well, if you stole mine, what, I'm going to say TTFN again? <sighs> that seems weird. No, if you say TTFN, All I have right, to say good toodles. Good point. Arrivederci. Au revoir.
Thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, then help support us by following or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a few seconds to do and helps the podcast reach a ton more people. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com stupidpod, or you can check us out on Instagram at stupid.pod. We update new episodes about once a month, so be sure to stay tuned.